case we haven't met, I'm Dino Colombo. I represent people hurt by a truck. It's what we do every day. Navigating the law can be tough, but we're tougher. Let us handle the fight. Hurt by a truck? Call Colombo Law. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Should we play Distraction Radio? You want to do Distraction Radio? We talk about the foreign policies and the pretend successes. Ooh, the saggy speakers in Taiwan. Who gives a rip? More and more people are at the dollar store or food banks. That's what's important. Al-Qaeda leader killed. Really? Is he the one that caused all this inflation? Because then, good. Uh, Or is this, he was a friend of bin Laden. He was a friend of Charlie Wilson, too. We're going to talk about that. How much do you want to be distracted with the pretend successes of a government that runs itself, because that's the real skinny. This war machine, this nonsense, it runs itself. All it needs is more nonsense wars, more active areas, and more ignorance by the American people, of which it has a full house on. Nobody, nobody wants to talk about the other $550 million just last night that went to the Azovs, that went to the tornadoes. Nobody wants to talk about that. Ooh, let's talk about Nancy Pelosi's plane. Really? Is that what's important? I, I, I don't think it's important. This is what I think is important. As gas prices, strain budgets, and groceries are 12% more expensive than last year, consumers are turning to dollar stores. What I'm seeing is that families are going to dollar stores to buy... That's important. What that means is more and more people are sweet, sinking into the quicksand economy of a Democrat mafia. That's the real danger, not El Wadidi. Whatever the hell his name is, the towel-wearing son of a dog. We're seeing significantly higher numbers of people coming through our food line right now than we did all throughout COVID, even at the peak of COVID. So we are um, seeing almost 300 households a day, sometimes significantly higher than 300, which is just an enormous number of uh, families that we're trying to support every day. Food banks throughout the country, dollar store growth, energy prices through the roof right here in Chicago. There's some of the largest price increases in 40 years, according to the Consumer Price Index. High energy and food costs have Loretta Line dipping into her savings. If I keep taking out of it, I'm not going (laughs) to be able to survive that much longer. Line is closing her blinds during the day to keep cool in her Westridge neighborhood condo. And no air conditioning during the day. Nope, not at all. See, now that drives me insane. That's a woman that has a story of life. Whether she worked every day, put kids through school, you don't know. But what you do know is she's being robbed of her dignity and robbed of the quality of life you, we all are supposed to enjoy in a free country that is the richest, was the strongest, right up until these political whores destroyed it. And now these inside trading roaches, all multi-multi-millionaires, are going to go on TV who've never struggled a day in their life because they're corrupt, not because they're good at something. Jennifer Granholm should be in prison next to Bernie Madoff. Jennifer Granholm is an inside trading whore. 
Jennifer Granholm is front-running policies to make tens, if not hundreds of millions of dollars. And she's on TV at the same time that woman doesn't have air conditioning. She has it. She can't turn it on because she can't afford it. Jennifer Granholm wants to tell you how great it is. Why aren't we doing a little bit more to allow more leases, more drilling, more pipelines? Well, in fact, um, part of the uh, agreement with Senator Manchin will be to reduce the time frames for permitting. Not oh, yeah, I mean, think about energy security. If we really want to be nationally secure, we should be energy secure. And that doesn't just mean oil and gas. That means increasing our ability to deploy clean energy. So we're not so reliant upon the volatility of fossil fuels. So that means the tax... Does this idiot not know two and a half years ago? Does she not understand how rich we were because we were energy independent? Does she not know why? The leases. Now you're going to work out a deal with Manchin? Manchin doesn't know if it's Tuesday or July, this stupid son of a gun. Well, JCT found that 50% of those companies would be America's manufacturing companies at a time where we're senator Manchin, we're trying to reshore american manufacturing aren't we right well, we're so doesn't that hurt their hiring production and tax. investing decisions <laughs> he said right hey stupid then she has to ask you doesn't that hurt it now let's see what you do this is as smart as they get in west virginia well let me if you thought it was going to hurt don't you think the last two years it would have you've seen record capital investments and you've what? seen the least amount of capital investments with record profits. So anything we're saying is... Now, see, that's the Democrats spew. Least capital investments with the most amount of profits. Number one, it's a lie. Number two, it's hiding the fact that because of what the policies of the government are, the energy companies have retracted their growth parameters. That's in the, that's in the stew. Because, Manchin... You live on a $3 million yacht, you think you'd be smarter. Because, Manchin, your party has a war on their business and their profit. The same company that wants to make sure that Pfizer has five times the profit of the oil industry. And that the Azov Battalion, you know, the good Nazis in Ukraine, have a blank check. Not to mention weapons to blow up all kinds of oil fields. What about the environment? Let's ask Jennifer. So the president tried to increase supply all at the same time as accelerating our movement to clean energy, which is why, I mean, this, this whole circumstance is really a foot stomp on why we can't rely on the volatility of fossil fuels. I want if these old bags ever stomp their foot, they'd have to go to the hospital like Pritzker taking a walk. You'd snap your femur, you old hags. The fact is that uh, my message to Congress is this. This is the strongest bill you can pass to lower inflation, cut the deficit, reduce health care costs, tackle the climate crisis. Did he say health scare costs? I think he said health scare costs. I know if I were his doctor, I'd be scared. I the think fact is that, that uh, my message to Congress is this. This is the strongest bill you can pass to Wrong. lower inflation, Wrong. cut the deficit, reduce health care costs, Wrong. tackle... He said health scare costs. ...the climate crisis and promote energy security. Wrong. All the time while reducing the burdens facing working class and middle class families. Wrong. So pass it. Pass it for the American people. Pass it for America. It's passed. The working class people are the ones in the dollar store and the food banks, you moron. They keep trying to help you. You notice how all these Democrat multimillionaires keep trying to help you? From little Mike Madigan, the yard gnome, gangster, 
all the way to Lori Lightfoot, then to Washington, D.C. They keep trying to help you, but they keep building ghettos. And you know why? Because they're fracking idiots or crooks. You think I'm wrong? Here's number two in Team Biden. Brilliant she is. <laughs> hey, everybody! Hi! Oh, God. Well, can we give it up for the first, second gentleman of the United States of America? <laughs> the, did you hear it? the first second gentleman you know i mean that's a that's a mouthful isn't it why don't you just call him willie brown's cleanup man yeah how's willie brown now he knows why they call him sweet willie brown <laughs> and i'm, I'm you listen let me just i want to i'm gonna talk about my husband for a second my husband i love my husband um but let me tell you, one of the things that has been so wonderful to see about who we are as Democrats. That, that's yesterday, Squirrel. That's the vice president of the United States of America. Now, we've had some scumbags that were vice presidents. We really, really have. Uh, we had Bush Sr. scumbag. Uh, we've had some real gems. But this one is the, is the dumbest of the dumb. Dumbest of the dumb. Also, the only one who got there the old-fashioned way. Joe Biden is when he said, I know that a woman can be vice president, right? Is that with that came another history making event, which is there is now not a second lady, but a second gentleman. Sure, sure he is. That's a transgendering second gentleman. One of the things that voters are always going to ask us because they are right to ask us. You know what they're going to ask us? Why should I vote? They're going to say... What did I get for voting before? Well, let's listen to the voices of the children, because one of the things oh boy. that folks got is they said when they voted, I think sometimes the voting is you just putting in your order. This is what you want. Do you know why I played this clip? This is how the Democrats exist. Because there is a group of people around us, scourged that they are, that are cowardly thieves. And they want the government to do their dirty work. See, they don't want to earn. They don't want to put the effort in to improve themselves. They want to steal your money, but they don't have the courage that their punk kids do that ruin the neighborhoods. They want the government to steal it for you. I was thinking about this when we had the clip from yesterday. You remember free college? How everybody wants it, nobody wants to pay for it. Because they're trying to steal it from you. And the future, the nameless people who will be crippled by the taxes... Burdened upon this country by scum. And Democrats are scum. How else could they put these idiots in charge? So when people stood in those lines for hours, when they sat at their kitchen table for hours figuring out how they were going to fill out their ballot to vote by mail, when they drove by those drop boxes with their kids in the back seat, patiently waiting to, to drop off that ballot, they were putting in an order. They stole the election. Remember, Rachel? What I Rodriguez? did of the balance when he was with me, that's illegal. I could go to jail. So I, I'm a little apprehensive to tell somebody, this is what I'm doing, you know what I'm saying? And so the fact that the Democrats are not calling for the impeachment of Joe Biden is how you know things are going to get worse. So if you want to argue with Paul Krugman or you want to argue with Wikipedia, you want to have the definitions change, it doesn't matter. Because the only thing that's growing in this country is hopelessness and poverty because of the Democrat roaches. And by the way, they don't intend on paying one dime for anything. Were your colleges? Yeah. 
for everybody? Yeah. Free? Yeah. Print the name, signature, email, and then the uh, additional percentage of your salary that you'd like to donate in order to be able to afford it. What? Alright, do I have to donate now or can I just Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. Like, no, I'll do it next time then. It's okay. I'm not. Yeah, I, I thought it was just a petition. I'm gonna have to think about that. Okay. <laughs> Alright. I'll be back. Alright, thank you. And then right here you're gonna put the percentage of your uh, salary that you would like to donate annually in order to help pay for free college. Oh, <laughs> I can't do that. You, can you think this is about an election of principles? You think this is about climate change? It's about thievery. Got more than half of the country they want to steal from everybody else. They're called Democrat. And it doesn't matter what they are, how you, who you put in front of them. They'll vote for one idiot over the next. The fact is that uh, my message to Congress is this. This is the strongest bill you can pass to lower inflation. Yeah. Really? So the best way to get something done, if you, if it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to, anyway. Uh-huh. We're going to get a lot done. Yeah. 81 million votes, huh? Um, you know, there's a, uh, during World War II, uh, you know, where Roosevelt came up with a thing uh, that, uh, you know, was totally different than a, than the, the it's called, he called it the, you know, the World War II. He had the war, the, the war production board. Yeah. I say let's put in the tramp. 312-642-5600. Come on, man. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Papa was a rolling stone. Nice job, Squirrel. Love this song. But it's a short segment. We don't have a lot of time for it because uh, on my way to Studio Xanadu, I got an email from a friend of mine who's cozy with some of these rat bastard Democrats, these political whore reporters. And their mission is to now pretend that this idiot is successful in something. So now they're chanting the, uh, what's his name, Ali Ali Oxenfree. What the hell is his name? Ayman al-Zakari. It, it does raise troubling issues, though. Biden said we could pull out of Afghanistan because al-Qaeda is gone. Clearly not the case. And then the Taliban he gave them a country. You know, when I when I think about this, I remember Charlie Wilson's war. I remember what the CIA and Jack Devine. You ever hear that name? Squirrel? Jack Devine? Very interesting cat. Don't agree with him on much, but one thing I like about Jack Devine, he was one of the last CIA people that was at least frank in what our government has done for decades. He was in the CIA from the late sixties to the nineties. And this is just a little reminder. So, Jack, I want to ask you one last question about Charlie Wilson's war. Um, the movie pushes the notion that your operation funded Osama bin Laden and gave us 9-11. This is why I like doing this with Joe. He, he, he like, remember, he said at the beginning we're friends, right? Now, their friends do this, they're right. friends. But it's a, it's a good question because it's on you know, a lot of people's minds. And uh, it's and one of the important things is to clarify it. You have to understand that your government supported the Mujahideen. Bin Laden was the Arab Arab sector, and he received funding and support, but it wasn't from the United States. And uh, to the best of our knowledge, because I talked to the 
to the fellow that was in charge of the field activity said that he was a very, very minor player that we had maybe two reports of some minor involvement. Mm -hmm. So he was not really on the screen as a significant player. I would tell you that the people we did work with are the same people that are out there today running many of the tribes. It's not even their sons. It's the same. Some of the sense we did build up. Well, I was going to get to the oh, second yeah, part. Okay. But people don't realize that after the um, uh, after the Russians left, the communist government, uh, Najibullah, stayed in power for three years. So there was a communist government in play for three years. It stayed in play because the, the Russians supported it with material and aid. And I think we might want to think about Afghanistan and what could happen uh, happen there. The it's all connected. It's always been a proxy war with Russia. Always been a proxy war. We're in a proxy war all over the place. It's been a cold war with currency with China. That's why as the saggy speaker goes there, it's a distraction play. So they can destroy our dollar more in the name of our defense. This is how Democrats play uh, risk, world economic warfare. This is how they do it. The problem is we, the American people, lose. They've been working with this guy they're celebrating the death of for 40 years. 40 years. We, he was on our payroll. We gave them Afghanistan. We give now to an oligarch in Ukraine, not because we side with a government that would kill its own people, but because it's all part of a bigger picture, and you are the small fry. You're the one who's getting destroyed. You're the one who pays for the billions upon billions and the 550 million last night. Also on Ukraine today, National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan, the Secretary of State Tony Blinken, uh, and the Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, General Mark Milley, spoke together with their Ukrainian counterparts about the enduring U.S. support to Ukraine as the Ukrainian people continue to stand up to Russian aggression and to inform them about a new $550 million security assistance package. That the now you're at $64 billion. And we, the American citizens, are wallowing in bankruptcy. More people in the food bank. More people at the dollar store. More people can't pay the rent. This is political. It could be fixed tomorrow. So sick and tired of playing uh, uh, whack-a-mole with their stupidity and their moronic excuses, let alone the personalities themselves. My word. One of the things that voters are always going to ask us, because they are right to ask us, you know what they're going to ask us? Why should I vote? You shouldn't. It's one giant scam. Carlos Hoffman Estates. Hey, Shawnee, I just wanted to say that never in the history of my life have I ever been annoyed by the sound of someone's voice. Like when I hear Joe Byron, man, I can't, I can't stand him. His fake sincerity, I can't stand it. What about so Kamala, the office tramp? You oh, like she's, her? She's, off, she's, she's awful, too. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, it's hideous. I can't do it. Sorry. All right. Well, it's going to be a long, listen, we're only a year and a half in this, Carlos. You got to, you got to stiffen up a little bit. I know. I know, brother. I'm, I'm, but I'm, here's the I'm thing. Depressed. You got to, you got to adopt that. You got to adopt that jailhouse mindset. That jailhouse mindset. Yeah. Every day at a time, you just go ahead. You try not to get stabbed in the back or catch monkeypox. Just keep your eye on the ball, Carlos. We did it, Joe. You're going to be the next president of the United States. <laughs> <laughs> yeah morons absolute and total morons like whoopi goldberg like whoopi goldberg by the way they're attacking uh, desantis they asked him to go on the view he said right here 
I got, what are you going to go on? You're going to care about what Karen Johnson, by the way, that's Whoopi Goldberg's real name. You're going to care about what Karen Johnson wants or thinks? Karen Johnson's a moron. And Dr. Jill becomes a surgeon general. His wife. Yeah, Joe Biden's wife. Because she's, you know, he would never do it. But she, it's, yeah, she's a hell of a doctor. She's yeah. an amazing doctor. She's a doctor and PhD. I could be wrong. I think, yeah, I think I Her doctor's in education. It's one step above Willie Wilson's doctor. Tell you what, let's do colors that end in purple for 800. Morons. Going to go on their show? You care what they think about anything? Don in Bloomingdale. Sean, I got a theory, and I want to run it by you. I think the, everybody knows that the biggest hindrance to the midterms is the guy in the White House. And Nancy Pelosi going to Taiwan without his permission is a shot across the bow. I think they're going to pull a 25th Amendment on him. I hope so. Try and Don, if that's true, fine. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. But the other thing, too, Don, is this. I think the military-industrial complex is the best industry in this country with the highest profits even more than 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 uh, pharma it's ridiculous and it runs on cruise control when they have their political whores in base they're killing people all around the world growing and selling arms not to just the u.s government we're even selling arms to our enemies that's how stupid we are 312-642-5600 he will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. See, in getting ready for the show, I listen to a ridiculous amount of information, clips, read everything I can get my hand, and it's just the sickening, nauseating reality. We, the American people, that are the backbone of this entire country, it certainly isn't these five-decade political whores who've never worked a day in their miserable con artist life. We call politicians that make this country great. It's us. We're paying the cost. We, the real people, are being bankrupted by their corruption and their failure. It's corruption. None of this is, oh, I didn't know. Joe Manchin is an idiot, but he got on the $3 million yacht called Almost Heaven. For some reason, because he's a pay-to-play scam artist. And this new bill will lead to, of course, more inflation, more economic destruction. And you're going to be the one that pays for it. So when I hear a store owner and see a family go to the food bank or the dollar store, it infuriates me. Let's go live to Gina Silva in Norco with the latest. And the age here is interesting as well. Gina. That's right, Alex Christine. I can tell you that almost everyone in this town is very proud of the way this business owner handled himself. There were four armed robbers, and they were parked right here. Oh, that's the one where, never mind, that was the wrong one. Sorry, that's where he shot his arm off. I like that one, too. But my point is, businesses are going out of business. 50% of restaurants could not pay the rent in July. 50%. These are people that actually produce something. When government taints the pool of money, it's more and more taxes they have to bestow upon us, strap us with, extort us. It's just a nauseating, sickening thing. And the ones that do it live on $3 million yachts. The thing they tell me most is reliability, making sure this government will let them do their job, permitting regulations. And that's what we're going to basically ex- accelerate and, and streamline to where people can, you know, we can do things and build things much quicker than we ever have in the past. The oil industry didn't need the government. You're the one that's hampering and hamstringing them. 
What needs the government is your phony scams that you're all invested in. Right, Jennifer Granholm? Sickening. Marion Barrington. Hey, John. Thanks for taking my call. Anytime. Um, I'm just wondering, you know, you hear so many people that are so gung-ho on getting rid of Biden. Well, then what happens? Kamala Harris. If they impeach him, what, what's next? Doesn't matter, because what you have to do is have somebody who at least has their wits about him. Joe Biden is unfit, besides being provably corrupted, provably an asset. But doesn't Kamala Harris, doesn't Kamala Harris become president if they yeah. impeach Biden? Absolutely. And if she doesn't, and here's the other thing, nobody likes Kamala Harris. So no one will vote for her. And you win in the end. You're strapped with this incompetence for another two and a half years, no matter what you do. No matter what you do, you have the Democrats in charge. So I want to slow the failure, slow the loss, and put more eyes on the corruption. Because this scumbag Joe Biden knows exactly how to, how to work the system. He's got the entire media in his pocket. Kamala Harris isn't okay, likable. Can I ask you one more quick question? Sure. If she becomes president, who do you think she'd pick as VP? Doesn't matter. Doesn't They're all matter. fungible. They're all fungible. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Okay. Because the reality is, it, 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 you have to you have to get the the government to stop the abuse of the American people. So put someone in there that nobody likes, like Kamala Harris. The bleeding will stop. Not to mention, our negotiations with the Arabs will be wonderful. She got there somehow. Willie Wilson is the Mike Madigan of California. He's the only person in California that liked her. She's talented in some area. I say we get her on a table, solve those savages down. Ray, Michigan City. Hey, Sean. What's up, Ray? Love your show. Thank you, brother. Hey. I've studied World War II my entire life, and uh, our involvement in World War II United States, that war was over before we even started it or got into it. And it, we've been using the Russians as a boogeyman. Figure out why we forfeited our dominance to the rest of the world after World War II. We had the 25 of the largest 26 steel mills right in this country. We were in full possession of the atomic bomb. What made us give away all that dominance to Russia, China, and the rest of the world? The Bretton Woods Agreement. That one out. The Bretton Woods Agreement and the corruption therein. Becoming the world currency buys loyalty and corruption of other countries who back your very uh, malfeasance of, 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 of the rules in the Bretton Woods Agreement. We, we are the ones that broke those covenants why the rest of the world adopted our, our currency, and we therefore were able to control the most important market to humanity, oil. Right, energy. but why did we offshore our, our manufacturing? Why did we allow China to become to enrich a, those, well, it's twofold. We, it's twofold to enrich those other countries and to, keep, and to permanently corrupt the, the companies here that weren't able to move offshore because they had to embrace the corruption and the labor extortion racket of the unions. It was a great scam right, if you look I, at it. If you read I it from can, that point and you understand exactly who Keynes was and why he wanted to corrupt the currency so he could manipulate the mar most important markets, it's brilliant what they did. And to this day, right, well, they're still doing it again. They're still doing it. What you see now is a currency war, and we're trying to corrupt more nations by economically throwing them into turmoil, but they are loyal because they need our dollar. That's why we're in this picture. What, what about Trump supporting Main Street 
over Wall Street, and it worked. It well, was working. Listen, here's the thing you got to understand. And, Trump was a better salesman than he was, than he was at, at actually governing because he should have put those rules in for a decade. Instead, he tried to time them so he could win re-election. He underestimated the corruption in the Democrat Party, and he should have governed like he was only going to be there for four years. He should have gave these companies 20-year leases so that other parties couldn't destroy it. Instead, he gave them two-and-a-half-year leases. That was the big mistake. Not only that, he, made the, he, he deregulated by executive order, meaning that all they needed was another executive order to turn them around. So now you always have the problem to run on. He didn't solve the problems. But here's the tip-off. You knew he was going to do bad things when he surrounded himself with 271 lobbyists. That's not good. You want to get this country back, you've got to remove lobbyists. What? Right. When we, when we surrendered our dominance after World War II, and some of the guys got rich, the industrialists had offshored. Why don't they give a rat about the American worker? They what do. The you're looking at you're looking at it patriots. you're looking at it wrong. We didn't give up or surrender. We put the poison pill that would eventually grow into the cancer. Where if you wanted to if you wanted to really achieve and you wanted to circumvent the corruption in political regulations and the corruption in labor extortion mafias called unions, you would therefore offshore certain things. So if you're asking why they didn't care about it, why didn't the politicians care? Because we, they needed to spread the corruption within the unions. Because within those unions, they can put anybody they wanted. Who do you think really put the votes behind? They didn't have enough. They stole it. But who's the bulk of Joe Biden's votes? Union labor and their families. Yeah. You know, you, you got think about Phantom. just one state. You got 125,000 union workers. Then you got their families. Then you got the guys that want to be unions. These are, look at the Democrat states. That's how you win these elections. They don't care. They put up a tomato can. They vote for it because the tomato can is going to give you phony contracts. <laughs> it's brilliant. Just look at it like a scam. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. The dumbest administration, the most obviously corrupted administration in American history is touting their successes. As we speak, KJP, or as I like to call her, Sideshow Bob, is touting the lowest amount of Americans are uninsured. Oh, really? The lowest amount of Americans are uninsured. The average insurance policy, average for a family of four, is 2200 dimwit. The government is subsidizing it, taxing those people who can pay at exorbitant rates and borrowing the money for the rest, right? I mean, after all, is she can she figure it out? KJP. And so if you think about the 737,000. Eduardo Midway. Yeah, Sean, speaking of things going up, uh, Blue Cross is going up 5% this fall, and United Healthcare is going up 16%. 16? So, that seems like a lot. 16, yeah. Uh-huh. I know. It's amazing on these exchanges. Yeah. And so, who got the deal? You, Remember when, when Barack Obama strapped us with the yoke of tyranny and failure and socialism in Obamacare? Who got the carve-out deal? Wasn't it the mystical, magical extortion mafias called unions? Oh, yeah. And, I, and I'm in a union, and unfortunately, it's, you know how that is. Trying oh, to get out, they but. got good people trapped. They have to. They, they got a stranglehold, La Cosa Nostra. But here's the other deal. Those those deals they got are some are sunsetting. 
They're expiring, and they have been. They were all timed out for four years, six years, eight years, and ten years. So they gave them extensions when the Democrats were in. And Trump came in. He, too, gave them extensions. He didn't want everybody to know exactly what they were paying. After John McCain, the old man with the old man grudge, strapped us for eternity. Right? So he had to put lipstick on that pig, too. uh, Let's wait on the weekend. You need people to understand. But see, so few people actually work. Got over 50% of the country on welfare. But people who work, you and your company, your company may be paying it, but it's 2200 for a family of four. Would you rather have that money in your pocket and go back to before the government had a monopoly and absolute control on insurance? And then you make people decide. Do you want to be a slave who pretends you have insurance? Then when you go to one of their hospitals, do you really have insurance? Because they deny everything, and then you're stuck with the bill, or you don't cover, or you got to put your left foot in, take your left foot out, and follow any rules they got. Is it open enrollment? They, this is how you backdoor socialize a free country, because you cannot point to one industry. You cannot point to one sector of our economy where we're not socialist. America is the USSA. We are the United Soviet States of America, plain and simple. The difference is you pretend that you're going you're gonna to throw them out. You're not. They got the elections rigged now, Eduardo. I'm going to break it apart, though. I'm going to break it apart the way they got it. I am going to have on a guy tomorrow. I want to sue the government. I absolutely do. They broke the covenant with me. They're bankrupt in Social Security. They don't secure the border. They broke their covenant with the American people. I'm not going to wait for some Republican. Who are you going to run? No, I'm going to sue them. Thank you very much, Eduardo. What do you think of that? Craig Mount Greenwood. Oh, hey, Slugger. Thanks for taking my call. Anytime. What's going on? Well, I heard about, it uh, seems like the Pelosi's are running scared. It's like a analogy would be like a, some uh, scared. bank rob. Well, Paul's, at a, Paul's at a vineyard with 48 hookers. What do you mean running scared? Yeah, well, running scared? All right. Well, they're, all of a sudden, they're, uh, it's like a bank robber that stole some money, and they find out they're going to get caught, and they're trying to put some of the money back. Because uh, supposedly they sold off like $5 million, uh, Five million dollars worth it in the video. They got all kinds of this. They've been buying it for the past year. All Check this, the kids. Uh, chip stock. Check their five kids. Check the trust. I don't believe a word of that. I don't believe a word of that. He sold Nvidia. He bought calls fifty-eight dollars ago. You think he lost money? I I, I read um, Market Watch. They they claim he lost three hundred sixty thousand. Sure he did. By the way, Nancy Pelosi's over there because she's an arms broker. She's there because she's selling massive billions and billions and billions of dollars worth of arms. And then she's going to work out how the American government is going to give them the money to buy it, just like they did with the oligarchs in Ukraine. So don't think that they're, they're scared or they're losing. This is what winning looks when a Democrat mafia is in control. You and me, we're losing. Not them. 312-642-5600. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson, and this is the Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. My next guest, very interesting guy. 
Manages fixed assets at Pioneer Energy Services. He's worked in the oil and gas industry for over 20 years. He also teaches economics at Northwest Vista College. He has a new article out in Mises. I got a D in economics. Today's policymakers deserve an F. I like the term political whores, but we'll work that out after I talk to Christopher Becker. How are you? I'm fine. How are you, Sean? Thanks for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. In fact, I um I have to tell you why I wanted to have you is because the way in which the um, most important sector of our economy, the, the energy sector, has been really bastardized, corrupted, taken over, and maligned in the public eye to where letting them keep their money somehow appears as a subsidy. It drives me insane, almost so much so as when Democrats pretend they're actually promoting pulling out more of nature's gift to man. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. You know, the irony, the first thing that comes to my mind is I uh, wrote something a couple of years ago um, that, uh, you know, if, if emissions are the most important uh, measurement uh, of the kind of energy we use, then ever since natural gas was unlocked by fracking, I don't know, a dozen or so years ago, our emissions have dropped uh, through the floor. Um, and I remember even President Obama uh, cited that natural gas is like a bridge fuel, and, and today's left seems to have totally abandoned that and just gone right to uh, a dependence on renewables. But what they have is a weapon, a weapon against capitalism, a weapon against freedom, and a weapon against life itself, and that is the mystical, magical witchcraft of climate change, and they have an army of morons behind them to support it. How can we beat it on fact um, if we play with them controlling the market? And that's really what they're doing. And I'm curious to know why these oil companies simply don't say, I think we're going to do whatever the hell we want. Is it just, are they too afraid to be uh, destroyed by government? Uh, there's probably some PR involved, but I think, you know, actions speak as loud as words and they keep going on and going on and go to where the money is. Um, so, uh, you know, I think a lot of what you see from corporations these days, is just, it's just PR to be honest with you. I think what you see in Washington DC, what we see on our nightly news, it all seems to be PR of one version or another. And the problem oh, yeah. I've always had is that the oil companies have been timid. And I think it's due to what they saw way back when, before you and I were born, and they created the Sherman Antitrust Act to specifically go after Rockefeller, the way in which they went after him, not understanding that he was losing market share. Competition was, was um, spurring up because the climate was not regulated to where new companies couldn't come in. But haven't they kind of cozied up with the idea they'd rather have Government incompetence and corruption versus competition. Isn't that part of the problem? Uh, you mean as far as the oil companies go? Yes. Yeah, as far as the oil companies uh, working hand in glove with government rather than fighting them. Well, unfortunately, I think you'll see that with a lot of big businesses. Uh, uh, once you reach up to a certain point, you know, it, it, I guess it's a natural tendency to want to um, use whatever leverage you have to keep down the little guy. And, you know, it's why you see uh, larger companies uh, being okay with the minimum wage when that, you know, they can absorb that into their bottom line, but uh, a smaller competitor has a harder time. And, 
you know, they have to know that. I, I, I don't know what it is when a company grows so big and I don't know if they're just looking for coverage or just to have a hand in every pot or what. It's a little unfortunate to be honest. That, that that's where I think if big business gets a bad name, at least from our side, that's what that's why. It's easy to be corporatist rather than espouse capitalism because capitalism is dangerous. Capitalism has failure, it has it has competition. Yet here we are in America in twenty twenty two. I don't think we're capitalist anymore. I think we're a hybrid version of Soviet socialism. And the reality is when you deal with these kids, you're a professor now. Socialism is sexy. It sells this utopia, this something for nothing, this entitlement lifestyle where you really don't have to do much, and you get it just because you're alive. It seems to be wooing more people than ever before. Colleges were places that they used to say better dead than red. Now I can't think of one that isn't promoting some version of socialism. In your opinion, can capitalism come back? because of the freedom and uh, the kind of success it has when you look at just America in general? Well, folks like me are sure as hell going to try to do what we can to, uh, you know, shine the favorable light, the the objective light on it that it deserves. Um, you know, you said uh, we haven't had uh, a real capitalism in a long time, and, and that's, that's unfortunately true. And uh, I just recently um, had one of my favorite t-shirts made about FDR, I think is where it all started is this myth that he somehow helped us through the depression when actually with a, with a handoff from Hoover, he caused it. Right. Uh, and there's this, there's this myth with him and Wilson where, when the fed and the income tax came along that they were all doing good things. And, you know, we had, we've had good stretches, but you know, when, when somebody says that, capitalism caused the crash of 2007 2008 it, you know you kind of chuckle a little bit depending on how old they are if they're younger you just say hey you know what hey this is how it actually is but you know we like you said we haven't had a good pure version of free market capitalism in a while but you know some of us are trying to show its virtues and the reality is we can explain how there is no such thing as socialism these are fancy words socialism, Marxism, communism. It's really a form of top-down tyranny. And more importantly, a cannibalism. And oh, the yeah. ordinary man suffers greatly, which is why every time there's a Democrat in charge, a Democrat party in charge of policy, the ordinary man suffers. The food banks go, go crazy. And uh, poverty is the only thing that really thrives, except for those companies that have favoritism in government. You think kids are maybe catching on as they see big pharma, as they see the corruption even in their new green policies? Oh, man, you, you brought up something. You brought up a couple of things that I want to hit on as far as you know what kids are seeing. You talk about cannibalism. The first thing that came to mind is Venezuela and then the USSR. Because that's what happened there. They, uh, at least Venezuela, had you know had a, a one of the biggest oil sectors in the world, and they turned in on it, nationalized everything, and look where they are now. It's the same thing that happened to the Soviet Union. They cannibalized what they had, and they're no longer here. Um, you also mentioned the poverty. Uh, th there's like a poverty industrial uh, complex, and and that's where I think you know to what I was writing. That's where I think a lot of a lot of problems get into politics as we uh, legislate with our heart instead of having faith in people that we can take care of ourselves and, and lifting people up and just leveling the playing field so people can get on with their lives and compete. Like you were saying that what big business is afraid of, just clear out the thicket of regulations and favorable tax treatment 
and just let let everybody compete and that's what i try to do in the classroom um just to you know and i, I don't like to bring politics into the classroom anymore than, you know until i get to the policy chapters because i think the discipline speaks for itself and i just speak up the virtues of competition and it was competition that brought us this great wealth that we have now so you know, that's what I try to do in the class. I, I have four daughters at home. Um, they probably hear it more often than they'd like. Um, but, right. you know, it's, it's, it's secondhand. Yes, it's absolutely. Because there's going to have to be somebody left. I don't know. I'm assuming they're younger. But the reality yes. is there's going to have to be somebody to rebuild because this game of where we can pull off a, a, a Soviet-style governance and a socialist corrupt economy, it's going to crap out sooner or later. And I think mm-hmm. what's important in the way that I talk about it, I, I, I'm not a Republican. They, they sicken me almost more because they're mm-hmm. supposed to know better. And yes. it was George W. Bush that said the <sighs> ultimate traitor to capitalism or to, to Americanism. I have to break the rules in order to save it. And not a scallywag who corrupted our system and almost brought down the economy went to prison. In fact, they got richer. So now that there is no good guy, it's going to have to be the youth. And that's why I wanted to have you on, because your story is fascinating. This isn't something you actually set out to do, be a teacher, is it? No. I mean, there's there's some people that, you know, they grow up, they say they want to be a teacher, which is great. More power to them, and, and we need teachers. Um, but like most people, uh, I have, like I think most people, I the stage fright intimidated me. For it, I never, it never entered my mind to be a teacher, but... After the election of 2012, I figured I need to I need to do something. I'm I'm I think I'm fairly well equipped, so I'm gonna step out of my comfort zone and get in the classroom. And you know, after a couple of semesters, I I love spending my free time in the classroom. Um, and I think I think it's important that uh, people just know the basics. If you just know the basics of economics. You know, I I think I think that'll take care of a lot of people. And then to your point about, you know, Republicans, just have the courage to uh, vote for whoever you want to. Uh, It was it was during W's years that I got a little disillusioned and a little jaded with the Republicans because I thought they had a, a great chance to do some great things. And then they didn't. And I was like, what the hell is going on? And and that's right about the time where I stood in line for the only person I ever stood in line to take a picture with, and that was Dr. Ron Paul. You know, it's funny. Um, I was a trader for years, years and years and years. And uh, that's the way I was introduced to the principles of uh, capitalism. And, and back then, Ron Paul was um, making predictions as he was making predictions in the 70s. And if you go back and you look at those predictions, 201 of them, they're exactly correct. Because what Mm -hmm. he was able to recognize and talk about sometimes was that when you accept the lie, you're a cohort to the destruction the lie causes. And this country is bankrupt, and we the people are the reason. We've accepted the lie. It is a bipartisan lie, and it needs to change. And I think the greatest way to do it is with youth, showing them that there is no good guy, there's only good principles. And if you do not adhere to them, you are a liar. And I think it's great what you do. I read your articles at, at Mises.org. I read your website, which I loved. Um, I think it's great what you're doing, and I know you're doing it for your kids. If I remember correctly, what are the most important things to you? 
Oh, it's those four. Uh, It's my daughters. I mean, you know, it sounds so cliche, but I mean, they they're they're kind of the reason why I uh, I got into the classroom because I just want to, you know, um, do what I can to spread spread the not i mean just it, economics is dr uh, uh, paul ron paul doesn't have i don't believe he has an economics degree it doesn't it doesn't you just have to think about it a little bit and that's what i'm there to do in the classroom just just the basics get the basics get the wheels going i don't think john locke had one either really didn't matter though no no yeah. and and you know it's interesting because it's going to take that generation to reset the table when you see mm-hmm. these policymakers tell people with a straight face, we need to spend more, create more mm-hmm. debt, tax the ordinary man more to keep this Ponzi scheme going, and you realize this, it's gaining steam, all you can do is put your hopes in the, in, in the youth of the, uh, of the country and the world for that matter. Oh. So I, I appreciate everything you do. Well, that's why they call it. That's it's a, the message they they call it. What's the thing they just passed a couple of days ago or signed? They call it the Inflation Reduction Act. I mean, <laughs> it, it gets. That's why it's been easy to train my fire on those folks because they are outright misleading people. Because inflation emanates from one entity, and that is government. And for them to call what they just passed an Inflation Reduction Act, unfortunately, is just the latest in the most egregious misnomers that they stick on those uh, yeah. pieces of legislation. It really is. It's like calling rape e-harmony. Listen, wow. I appreciate you coming on very much. Keep it up. You can find him at Mises Wire, American Spectator. But more importantly, what's the name of your web- website, Christopher? Uh, it's just chrisbecker.com. His name is Christopher C-H-R-I-S. Becker. Uh, yeah, just, just with my nickname, Chris Becker, B-A-E-C-K-E-R.com. I appreciate it. Keep it up. All right. Thank you, sir. Thank you for having me. Thank you. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. Broadcasting from the Petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest. In the nation and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. Hold on. We have an update via caller. 312-642-5600. 312-642-5600. Paul Pelosi had DUI court. I wonder if it went as smooth as uh, Ed Burke's cases. I wonder, what's going on with Mike Madigan? Is he going to court? What's he got court? The day after him and Ed Burke die? When are they going to court? Anybody think Paul Pelosi's going to jail? Mike, Bridgeview, what's the update? Hey, Sean, uh, two things here. Yeah, I think that they're doing... Uh, Look at this hand so you don't look what the other hand's doing. She definitely did not want to be in town when her husband was going to get his uh, DUI at court. And two, I think that since she bought that house in Florida, I think she's going to retire and she just got No, she didn't day. buy a house in Florida. That's a rumor. It's not true. Okay. Well, it proven. either way. We wouldn't they, have her down can... here. Are you nuts? It's bad enough I got the manatee family. I got Pritzker's <laughs> wife and his kids. You always know when you're okay, behind her. Her thing. jeans have a Winnebago label on them. Yeah. One more thing. Here. What's that? Go ahead. One more thing. All right. What happened to the old saying that if she gets one more facelift, she'll have a beard? Wait, uh, what was that? I had Squirrel talking in my ear. What'd you say? If she gets one more facelift, yeah. she will have a beard. No, that's rough. Just go with Kirk Douglas. Everyone will know what you mean. You gotta, you know, you gotta clean it up a little bit, squirrel. I mean, I know it's after five o'clock, 
but you still got to clean it up a little bit. That, those tanks, that 40 miles of tanks, I'd like to take out those tanks. I mean, I, I think that air, uh, but that I'm not a, a military st strategist. The uh, MiGs, which are the <laughs> kinds of planes they've been trained on, can go to Ukraine. It, that is the Speaker of the House can't speak. You don't find that to be funny? I think it's a little funny. Donnie, Jamestown. Yeah, you were saying earlier that the uh, country is bankrupt and that it's the, the people's fault. Why wouldn't you be willing to, you know, credit the, the greedy corporate, you know, capitalists for that? They, they're the ones squeezing all the money out of the economy. Because language is important, and that's a phrase. Number one, the phrase is wrong. Capitalists aren't greedy. Socialists are. They want everything for nothing, and they never want to pay. Greed isn't keeping your own money. It's going after someone else's. So you have to define between capitalism and corporatism. But I don't call it capitalism. I call it propertyism. See, what you have to admit is I find it funny, though. People that always think capitalism is the problem want to turn to a system that's always controlled by politicians. See, and in there lies the problem, Donnie. Not me. And then maybe somebody could explain to me, Not me why every country that has a scheme economy, every single one of them, is not only broke but dependent on the youngest and the richest. And why did America become the youngest and the richest? And ironically, the answer is propertyism. Now, it's been called capitalism by a Marxist. That's who named it. But what it's really based in is property rights. I've now, heard you give this exact spiel before. Yeah, well, that's the truth. And I'm going to give it until people understand that. So you're repeating what Karl Marx said. Blame the capitalists. No, no, no. I'm going to blame the political whores who tainted the waters with government control, government steering of the economy. So if you're going to do that, that's not, you know, you're, see, that's a moron. Just vote Democrat, Donnie. You'll get free college. Of course, you don't want to pay for it. See, that's what greed is. Greed are the guys like Donnie who don't want to pay for their own tuition. Greed is a Democrat. Greed is a Chicago mafia member. That's greed. They don't want to work. They want everybody else's. So they blame capitalism. You should kiss the ass of your grandfather, the capitalist, whose house you're probably living in like every other Chicago Roach Democrat. You should kiss the ass of every relative who made something out of himself, who would have never said, the government should give me blah. I don't give a rip what it is. You're entitled to nothing, dummy, but opportunity and property. See, now expand upon property. And if you want to point out the corruption between corporations and government, I agree with you. But if ultimately your answer is to use government extortion, congratulations, you're a rat bastard. Now go sit in a corner with a dummy hat on. 312-642-5600. He's a jackass. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Did you put my bid in, Squirrel? I want that Henry rifle, that repeating rifle on it. That Henry rifle on Donnelly Auctions? Oh, yes, I do. Got a good story for you. Good story. Um, you know how crime is sweeping, in, in particular, these Democrat scum areas? Because there are socialist scum. They get unhappy, they get hopeless, and then they're bored. And then they're the predators, the only ones who really don't care about the laws used to take the rights away from the American citizens. 
they're getting a little out of step. So a lot of people say we need to fund the police and we need to. I don't know about that. I like my old neighborhood, Melrose. I like my new neighborhood, Elmwood Park. Criminals, we don't call the police on them. They normally call the police on us if they still can. Let's go live to Gina Silva in Norco with the latest. And the age here is interesting as well. Gina. That's right, Alex Christine. I can tell you that almost everyone in this town is very proud of the way this business owner handled himself. There were four armed robbers and they were parked right here. By the time they went inside, they got the surprise of their lives. It's a shooting the bad guys never saw coming. That's the scum yelling, he shot my arm off. Now, he went in there with his rifle all against his shoulder, but he didn't realize the guy wasn't going to call the police. He didn't care about the defund the police, about all their parades and whatever, breaking windows and their shopping sprees. He said, you know what? I'm going to take matters into my own hands. This is how I like to run my business. And uh, this is exactly what more of these scum need to get. An 80-year-old man defends his business after armed robbers storm into Norco Market and Liquor. I guess he gets screaming like a girl. Boy, that's a high note. What is that? A high C? What is that, squirrel? He got way up there. What he deserves, so pieces done. Customers of this longtime Norco business have a lot to say about this armed robbery that ends with the good guy winning the battle. The criminals are in control of everything right now, and the fact that he they turned around and showed him what for, I think it's amazing. Now, see, that's what somebody that's what somebody should have done to the repeat felon who killed the officer. You heard about this, too, didn't you, Squirrel, in Indiana? This is a nauseating story. And it's a shame that somebody that this, that this perpetrator victimized didn't blow his head off because the Democrats' scourge in Chicago, let him out of prison early. New details are emerging about the on-duty death of Elwood police officer, 24-year-old Noah Chanavez. We will focus on Officer Chanavez's story and how he has touched multiple communities in just minutes. But we begin with the man accused of gunning down Officer Chanavez. 42-year-old Carl Roy Webb Boards II is charged with murder, among other charges. According to court documents, Boards allegedly fired 36 shots at the officer during a traffic stop in Elwood in the early hours of Sunday morning. The probable Cause affidavit reveals Officer Shanafez died after being shot multiple times in the head and across the body. The documents show the officer's gun was still in his holster and his body still in his patrol car when he was found. Boards was eventually arrested in Fishers following a chase through much of Hamilton County. WRTV's Nikki Dimitri joins us live tonight from Madison County. And Nikki, you were there as Boards made his first court appearance today. What's the latest on this case at this hour? Yeah, that first court appearance happened just around 3.30 this afternoon behind me at the Madison County Court. Now, Boards appeared virtually from Hamilton County Jail, where he remains tonight. As you mentioned, he is facing four felony counts, including murder. Now, prosecutors are seeking a maximum sentence of life without parole, but that death penalty, while it's not off the table, prosecutors nice say Indiana. they may revisit it later down on the road. 
Tonight, we're learning more about what led up to and after that shooting early Sunday morning in this seven-page court document. Prosecutors allege Board shot into Shanavez's police cruiser 36 times during a traffic stop, and the officer didn't have a chance to get out of his unit. Now, Shanavez said Boards had a gun in his last radio dispatch communication. Boards was arrested a short time later in Hamilton County. Officers found a fully loaded high-power assault rifle in the front seat of Boards' car, as well as a handgun on Boards. Now, Dr. What about the gun laws? Did he have a FOID card? Did he have a concealed carry? No, what he had was a record. He's been in and out of prison all of his miserable existence. Documents also reveal the 42-year-old FaceTimed his family while on the run from law enforcement. One of the search warrants was executed on his Marion Barbershop, where a high-capacity magazine was recovered. Now, Madison County Prosecutor Rodney Cummings spoke after the initial hearing today. There's no way to describe the pain that the law enforcement community and the citizens of this community are facing based upon this loss. It's, it's indescribable. It's something we know that we face every single day. I was a police officer in Anderson for 15 years myself. We all know this is a possibility. Uh, but no one, you know, this is not, so we've had seven officers shot in, in my tenure as prosecutor in this community. This is the first death we've had here in quite a Your long age, time. Girl. Board's criminal history goes back more than two decades. When he was 26, WRTV Investigates learned Board's shot at police officers in Indianapolis. He was convicted of that in 2007 and sentenced to 25 years. Now, according to the Indiana Department of Correction, he was released from prison and sent to a transition program in April of 2019. Board's then completed parole last August. We've also learned from documents Board's was diagnosed in the early 2000s with bipolar disorder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a. In the meantime, he was let out ten years before he was supposed to be, and the first thing his miserable ass did was murder a policeman who never even got out of the squad with an illegal gun. He didn't need any gun laws, you stupid Democrat morons. Because in a society controlled by government, the people who don't give a rip about the laws are the ones who thrive. Like the sewers they now control. Pick one. New York, New Jersey, Chicago, California. Can you think of another one? Philly. Anybody. Pick a Democrat sewer. Here's the problem. You're dealing with absolute morons. Tell you what, let's do colors that end in purple. Yeah. 312-642-5600. Call Sean now. 312-642-5600. AM560. The answer. It's too bad that the scallywag perpetrator didn't wander into the 80-year-old store where he shot that guy's arm off. I really do love the, the sound. Let's go live to Gina Silva in Norco with the latest. And the age here is interesting as well. Gina. That's right, Alex Christine. I can tell you that almost everyone in this town is very proud of the way this business owner handled himself. There were four armed robbers, and they were parked right here. By the time they went inside, they got the surprise of their lives. It's a shooting. Yeah, he got right up there with that yell. I like it. <laughs> so the next time Jerry Nadler, Jerry Nadler, the half man, cobble pot, talks about weapons. There's no surprise that assault weapons are the weapon of choice for mass shooters and those who target law enforcement. They are designed for ruthless. That guy walked in with a 
weapon of mass destruction. He had a, he, he had a uh, AR-15, the, the, the robber. The other guy had one, too. Better shot, faster on the draw. See, Jerry, what do you know, Nadler, you fat bastard? Now just wait for a payoff. Frankie, Lake County. Hey, hey Sean, do you remember this uh, place called Gennady's Italian Restaurant? Very well. Yeah. Your neighborhood. Eight Fingers Gava Dills. Yeah, Phenomenal. Now oh, Hillary yeah, Clinton makes grand, them in her trousers. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> Go ahead. She, pro- she probably ate there, right? Oh, yeah. But you can, you get those thighs by dieting. Those aren't <laughs> salads. Go ahead. So so basically, uh, so so that restaurant, you know, was really nice. So the crime was really bad back then. It was kind of bad, you know, in different areas. But what is the difference of the crime now and then? The rates were about the same in the early 90s, mid-90s. 2020 surpassed the deaths in Chicago. It's, you know where, they, where your argument really holds water is uh, New York, and the difference was they came in and shut it down shortly after. But the other, the other difference is prosecutions. Prosecutions and the amount of attacks that are committed by people who were arrested hours beforehand. You know, the, the number of, of shooters that were arrested or on that the ankle bracelet bull dung that nobody monitors is staggering. That's yeah. the difference, Frankie. I mean, at least back then, yeah, kid had if one. they caught you, yep. I mean, it, you know, the thing is they had to catch you. You at least did some time. Now you're back out on the street for brunch. So that's the problem, I think. Thank you very much, kid. They I don't wish. fear. Thank you, bud. No, they don't fear at all. That's why they fear that old man. He'll shoot your arm off. Luther. Colorado. Hey there, Sean. Hey, listen, I'm just calling because I'm a lifelong conservative, but, and don't worry about comparing me to the liberals because I'm not about to switch over to them, but I've been having my doubts lately just because I've been seeing all the rampant racism that's been happening in our country, and it seems like the conservatives just want to ignore it all and pretend like everything's all almighty fine and okay, and I don't think it is. Well, Luther, I will say this. I don't even know what a conservative means. So I, I've never considered myself to be conservative. What exactly are you conserving? Because they're not conserving principles. They're not conserving the American law. And as far as racism, what you're seeing is maybe individuals, but the only racism that you're now seeing is government-approved racism. See, never buy the idea that we're going we're gonna to cure racism by implementing racism. That's not how you cure it. And you well, can never it's not really about cure it. it. But it's what you can't have. not sweeping it under the rug. No one, has, no one has ever swept it under the rug. I grew up sure in the are. 70s, that's, that's, 80s, and 90s. Would you say that, that society of implementation was. is what is sweeping it under the rug. The, what, is, what is sweeping it under the rug? You said it's the implementation of racism that you're worried about, but that implementation is taking it out from under the rug and exposing it for what it is, which is, is real. It exists. Now, poppycock. It never exists in my house. You're going you, you, well, you're gonna to use it. it See, here's exist. the problem. You, you're, you're allowing strangers to use it and, and, and accuse other strangers of something that they didn't do. So if, it, if I didn't do it, they why do I got to pay for it? it? What's that? If they are doing it. They did not do it. They did do it. I've seen racism with my own eyes. You're seeing it now. You're seeing it in Biden's White House. When you're putting people in position because of their race, oh, that's sure. the definition Biden's of racism. No better. What's oh, again, liberals are no better. They're just as racist. There, I, I, I will say this. There should be no policy on race. None. 
I'm not the government doesn't implement issue. It's a humanity issue. It's an individual issue. You cure it in your exactly. own house. You it's cure it with your kids. Issue. You don't cure it with government. It's the it's it's the knee jerk reaction of morons. That's why most Democrats are racists. We'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. My next guest is a fellow at the Mises Institute. He's also a retired professor of economics at Frostburg State University. He's published so many articles and papers and economics, and political economy. They're everywhere. Most of all, he's been putting up the fight for Americanism, for propertyism, for decades. His name is William Anderson. He's got a new article at Mises, A Political Victory for the Joes is a Loss for the Country. William, thank you so much for joining me. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Very good, although I must admit I'm a little depressed at how many morons we have in this country. I mean, you could call them Democrats, but we've got a lot of Republicans in there. In fact, 17 17 senators, 24 congressmen all jumped on this inflation turbo boost, and they're calling it the reduction bill. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's amazing, isn't it, how something that... uh, is going to require the expansion of, uh, of debt, which will have to be monetized, uh, which, of course, brings about inflation. And they call it a refl- inflation reduction bill, which uh, I'd say it's Orwellian, but, I mean, I think even Orwell would have uh, blanched at that. <laughs> I, think he, I think he would yeah. have. But really it, what it does is it exposes the corrupt game. It exposes, yeah, the, it, it exposes the corrupt game, and it exposes the fact that not only is this country no longer rich, it is so poor that it cannot exist without creating a new spending bill every 45 days. Yeah, and uh, this is, of course, it's uh, another iteration of build back better, whichever, whatever that means. But uh, this one, yeah, this one kind of takes the cake. I don't know all of the details. What I do, what I have seen about it is that it's same old, same old, and uh that it's going to uh, make things worse. It's funny you say you don't know all the details. I have a clip uh, of Nancy Pelosi all excited after it passed because she said she just learned what's in it. We're openly at a position where these imbeciles who are supposed to be representatives, they don't even think about reading these omnibus bills. 700 pages of single-spaced legalese, which will spawn 3,600 pages. Do we not have grounds for a lawsuit? I mean, they're they not even reading the damn things. Well, yeah, I don't know. Maybe grounds for divorce, too, but that's another. <laughs> that's, you know, these are irreconcilable differences, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, again, this is not uncommon, though, that these bills are uh, badly written. They're vague. Uh, they float in generalities. And then on top of that, what you'll see is a, uh, a lot of it simply just leaves all the details to the bureaucracies. 
you really don't know what's going to come out of it until maybe five years from now or so when the EPA comes up with something and you just you have no idea where it came from. The Republicans that voted for it, obviously you and I know it's because they get extra money in their districts or they own stock in the companies that will benefit from the political uh, funding of the corruption and the failure. But also, isn't it in their best interest to say, go ahead, Democrats, wreck everything and see how your people live, as we see a major uptick in homelessness, major uptick in food banks, and the dollar yeah. store seems to be the, the, the store of choice. I mean, should we now just shift to schadenfreude and enjoy them wallowing in the poverty they create? Well, except that it's going to be our poverty, too. You know, it's just... Yeah. You know, the problem is that we cannot insulate ourselves from a lot of these things as much as we'd want to. I mean, and I've, I've thought about that a lot. You know, my wife and I talk about it, and, you know, we realize that uh, that the hardships that they're creating are things that a lot of the rest of us are going to, you know, we're going to have to live through them. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, especially if they keep just de you know, destroying the value of money. You know, I'm retired, and a lot of my money is in savings. And, uh, you know, I'm watching uh, investments go south, so I'm having to rearrange and the like. And what's happening is that, uh, uh, you know, we're getting taxed very heavily on one side, so it's harder to keep the income. And then the cost of everything is going up. I mean, your real pay is has been falling. Uh, you know, your listeners out there know what I'm talking about. Uh, and... You know, they keep hearing that inflation is transitory, it's no big deal. Hey, gas prices have gone down, but they've not gone down near to where they were before all of this started. And so it's, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, the joke's on the rest of us. And the, uh, the tell the, that the joke is on the rest of us is that in this bill is the $80 billion for the IRS agents. And there has been yeah. open knowledge for decades that the IRS is a political apparatchik of the Democrat Party. They have been going after opponents of Democrats for decades yeah. since Lois Lerner first retired. And absolutely nothing happens to them. Shouldn't this be something that maybe the Republican people and the people who will soon be audited after following all of the laws in place, but still not knowing all of them? And um, isn't this something that's going to affect each and every Republican? in the future? Oh, absolutely. Uh, Republicans have been vulnerable to uh, the IRS. And, uh, you know, the problem is that whenever we see the, with these IRS abuses, that there's going to be almost no publicity unless maybe it comes off Fox News or something. Uh, it's, now, that was not always the case. When the Nixon administration used the IRS to go after their opponents, uh, the media talked about it. Now, when the Johnson administration used the IRS, no, that was kept quiet. And so, you know, what you've got uh, are people with their thumbs on the scale. There, it's a uh, it's a stacked deck, and that's the very frustrating thing because you know there are lots of us out there who want this whole thing to work. We want to do what's right. Uh, we want to play by the rules. But what happens when the ruling classes say we're going to make up our own rules, or you're going to follow one set of rules, we'll follow another set? And you know what do you do with that? Oh, this is so frustrating. But here's the other thing that I find frustrating. You witnessed the first aspect of uh, 
the pushback against collectivism in this country, the pushback against the bastardization of principles. You were around when the uh, revolution started from Barry Goldwater and when he started over an $80 billion national debt, a movement where politicians yeah. were running on actual principles and they were espousing them. They were talking about a yeah. flat tax. They were talking about uh, the lack of or, or getting the restraints the only place they're supposed to be in this society on government and choking spending off and eliminating regulation. Even the Tea Party yeah. saw a push where mm-hmm. politicians were running on principles. I hear none of that. The Republicans yeah. that are running are running on nothing other than I'm not the Democrats. Shouldn't that be something yeah. that we're concerned about? Yeah, because, I mean, I don't see any kind of, of of really unified agenda. I remember, I mean, say what you will about Newt Gingrich, but in 1994, their contract with America and all that, at least they had plans. They talked about doing things. Now, they ran into a very, very good, you know, man with a lot of political skills and Bill Clinton, and also, again, the media... Uh, you know, hyped up everything. Uh, I'll, let me give you an example. Uh, Anthony Lewis, uh, who, would, who wrote for the New York Times, the Republicans were talking about small changes in environmental regulation. I mean, I'm not talking about uh, all of a sudden opening the, you know, the gates and having raw sewage everywhere, but instead uh, we're talking about, hey, this regulation isn't working. What do we need to do about that? And the response of Lewis in the New York Times was they want feces to wash up on the beaches. He literally wrote that in a column. And so, you know, what do you do when uh, when you can't have a discussion? Because any time you actually try to bring up real-life examples, the Democrats just come in there with this broad brush, you want everybody to die. You know, now if you question anything... Uh, about the, their Green New Deal, it's because you want everybody to, you want the cities all to be flooded, yeah. and you want everybody to die in a heat wave. But the reality the is... These, to burn down. Yeah, you want the, I want the forest to burn down, too, of course. Yeah. That's, that's the other one. <laughs> the reality is these Democrats, however, have now destroyed once great cities and once great states. And the yeah. feces that you speak of are actually the biggest problem in San Francisco, in California, in Detroit, yeah. in New York. Are there enough people, in your opinion, who can move from the mafia party of the Democrats to the Republicans to negate the voters' skullduggery we are all aware of? Is there another 50s and 60s maybe push of those were all Democrats? Ronald Reagan was a Democrat. Are there enough? Is there enough failure in your estimation? That's a good question. And uh, here is the problem, though, Sean, that did not exist, say, five, four or five decades ago. Okay, and that is that in in these cities you're talking about, like New York City, Seattle, uh, Los Angeles, San Francisco, and the like, the political culture that now exists there is literally incapable of being able to deal with the real problems. I give you Chicago. I mean, look at what you have. Look at your, you know, who is uh, Lori Lightfoot, 
Um, you know, who supports? Well, you have African-American voters, and that's understandable. They're, they're very reliable votes for the Democrats, but also the very rich, you know, the, uh, the North Shore people. Uh, you know, up in Winnetka and places like that. The uh, predators of the useful idiots, yes, yes. Yeah, and, and, that's where, and that's where the money comes for it, or the George Soros and, and all that. And the problem is that the political culture is, is one that simply cannot deal with it. it doesn't, the political culture doesn't even recognize that there's a problem. Except the only problem that they'll say, well, there's racism and there's poverty and all that. And if we just overthrow capitalism and have state control of everything, then all these problems go away. If we uh, allow people to continue to commit crimes and we don't punish them, one day they'll be so grateful to the system that they'll actually turn out to be nice people. You know, and So they fail know, so much they win in the end. House wins. Yeah. Yeah, and and in, in Chicago, what do they do? They drive the good people out. Yeah, oh yeah, and I, I'm broadcasting from Florida in a Chicago radio show. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Uh, exactly. The other the other issue we have, and this is the part I want, because we're always in a currency war. We've always been in a currency war. We were supposed yeah. to adhere to certain principles, so that other nations used our currency because it had integrity and because it had value. At this point. I don't think it has either. When you start to look at the argument of these other countries, be they Russia, be they China, be they anybody, why would a country use the dollar if it wasn't for the fact that we have military hotspots in eight countries right now that no Americans even want to talk about, and we've just enriched arguably one of the most corrupt former Soviet unions with that was involved in a civil war while it was killing its own people, and we've given them $64 billion, another $550 million last night. Yeah. What do you think the future of the dollar is? I'm curious. Well, it's, you know, it's uh, unfortunately, you know, uh, that money in general is being abused. I mean, the Europeans are abusing the euro. The Japanese have, have played havoc with the uh, yeah. uh with the yen, and and, and frankly, there, there are probably not enough Swiss francs to go around. You know <laughs> that the Swiss have to protect their money, but the yeah, that's that's it's that what, what you got is that you're at the party and everybody is just rip roaring drunk, but some people, uh, you know, and so nobody can get an advantage over the other. But you're right. I mean, I, I look at the, the dollar, you know, why in the world do we abuse the dollar like this? Why do we, what's, uh, and look, I, I worry about it because as I get older and I'm going to be less able to earn a living, um, and what's going to happen, I'll be on a fixed income. And what happens when our uh, leaders destroy the currency that I'm being paid in? Uh, and I think about American expats and people overseas, you know, living overseas, yeah. they wanted to escape America, but they still get paid in dollars. So, uh, you know, and part of the problem is that, you know, we have to be careful about predicting the demise of the dollar because it, because that actually works against us because the dollar has stayed relatively strong, but only because the other, you know, these other currencies are being abused too. Yeah. So what, do you do, um, you see, and 
ultimately that they, they feel like, Hey, the dollar is still strong so we can continue to abuse it. But just one day you turn the thing into such worthless paper that you're right. Then, you know, and once, once you go over that cliff, okay, for example, once, Oil prices around the world are denominated in something other than dollars. What happens to the value of the dollar? What happens to all the, the cost of goods on the shelves and so many things that we enjoy are imported? Weimar Republic is the answer, right? I mean, you can only come to yeah. one conclusion. We're the Weimar Republic then. Yeah, exactly. And uh, that's where, uh, in so many ways, culturally, intellectually, that's where the elites are driving us. And it's a, it's a very frightening thing. And, and it's hard to sit by and watch, but you know, we're doing what we do. We try to inform people and, and the like, but, but still, you know, it depends on, uh, the people in charge listening and changing their behavior. I know you'll remember the Chicago eight. I know you'll remember the charismatic economic geniuses that were willing to go out there in the public eye and explain to people right from wrong you're being a moron if you think there's a utopia collectivist socialist system that somehow works for the ordinary man and they were able to turn around some very important countries least of which is not america do you think there are enough milton friedman's enough charismatic young people to repeat that uh, it's hard to know because what you right now the economists that are getting all of the play are people like Paul Krugman and Janet Yellen. I mean, they're the they're the John Kenneth Galbraiths of our day, and uh, the Robert Lakotchmans and uh, uh, Robert Heilbroners, and those people were just utterly destructive. And so now we've got a new uh, Thomas Piketty and others like that that we've got a new group of people who are just as destructive. Uh, but you're right that the, you know, that even though we've created vast amounts of wealth compared to the 1970s and we are wealthier, nonetheless, we have gotten there despite our government, despite the assault on our currency, despite the, you know, the, the exponential growth of regulation and the like that. Yeah, we've gotten there. It's it's amazing that we've gotten where we are. And I can only wonder how well we would have been had we just allowed the 70s regulatory regime just not to change any of it, you know, just yeah. to say we're old. William, I have, an, I have an idea, and I want to know before I let you go exactly what you think about it. I read in Reuters that more and more Americans are buying property, ironically enough, in Italy and Sicily, because they're reaping the rewards of being corrupt socialists. And uh, I was thinking maybe we could uh, maybe buy a little compound there. We could name it Capitalist Haven. You, myself, a couple of other capitalists from America can wait out the collapse of America, because after all, the food is good and the women are not fat. What do you think? It's it's probably... uh, I don't care about the women. My wife does not like that. That's uh, all right. She'll be inspired. Everybody likes a little inspiration. We're losing you. We're losing you. But in the meantime, I'm inspired by what you do at Mises.org, what you uh, do at LouRockwell.com. And I'll get nervous when you stop putting up the fight. In the meantime, you keep putting up the fight. William Anderson, you are an inspiration to us all. Thank you for everything you do. Thank you. You take care. Have a good day. You too. We'll be back with your calls and comments. 
This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. I've been punching the face that is Sean Squirrel a lot of times. Used to be a place called Eddie Rockets. Thrown down those. My friend was thrown down those things. Rough. Sure. Funny thing. Funny thing. By the way, we're available on all those venues for downloads too, right? Honey Bunny? I believe we are. Apple Podcasts, Google, 560theanswer.com. See, I like doing well. Not for any other reason than achieving. That's the hardest part when you have a Democrat roach constantly extorting, impugning, and destroying the opportunity for generations that are behind us. And that's exactly what Biden, the Democrat mafia, will do this time. Their inflation reduction will just create massive amounts of more inflation. Their answer is ridiculous. Let's cast more people into poverty by massively increasing the cost of debt that they're already using to live on month to month. Home sales will falter. Businesses will not open. In fact, they will close. And the whole time, these lipstick-on-pig salesmen will continue to hide behind false arguments, and they will continue to spew nonsense. Let's go to Sideshow Bob. This is hot off the presses. It is called the Inflation Reduction Act, and it seems that the most favorable interpretation from economists, including those that the White House has cited, is that this legislation will help bring down inflation in the long term, uh, perhaps later this decade. But there's near universal agreement that this is going to do very little to actually bring down inflation in the near term, which seems to be when Americans would be looking for an Inflation Reduction Act to actually address inflation. You know, I look... That is something that we disagree with. What do you mean you disagree with it? This is funny because this is what we are quoting, what we're objection to. is on a, It's absolute fact. It's objective fact. You want to follow the schematics of the destruction of every country? Do exactly what these idiots are doing. It's provable throughout his story. What's Ironic is they refuse to listen to it. Refuse. And yet they'll spew their nonsense. Their nonsense on global warming. Their nonsense on this government collectivism and somehow from the middle up and the bottom up. and In the face of what you see. Homelessness through the roof. People fleeing. Democrat sewers. And yet they're still going to spew the nonsense about how virtuous it is to destroy the economy in the name of what exactly? Nature? Just in fossil, but in clean energy as well. And honestly, these times, you know, unfortunately, the the well-intended processes that have been put in place to allow any kind of access to federal lands or waters takes a huge amount of time. And so we are in a climate crisis. So we want to accelerate the deployment of offshore wind. Climate crisis, climate crisis, climate crisis. Are we in a climate crisis? Absolutely not. The data is cooked. The fires that they point to set by Democrat apparatchiks. We had clip after clip. Honey Bunny said, please stop sending me clips of these professors that are setting the fires in California, that are setting the fires in New Mexico. Please stop. It's just too much. 
because every single one of these boils down to an eco-terrorist. And then the whole argument of the economy, the whole argument of CO2, they are wrong, 100% wrong. And you know what else is a fact? How many people knew this? On the bottom of our planet lies the frigid land of Antarctica, the coldest and most inhospitable continent in the world. Stretching over 5 million square miles, Antarctica is covered in ice sheets that reach more than a mile deep. The average daily temperature is negative 49 degrees Fahrenheit, and wind speeds can reach over 100 miles per hour. Today, the only inhabitants of this barren landscape are scientists who work in research stations scattered across the continent. Mainstream geologists have long believed that ancient humans never settled on Antarctica because of its hostile climate. But incredibly, in 2016, satellite images revealed a curious formation emerging from the ice that some researchers believe could be a man-made pyramid. Recently, there have been a number of reports of pyramids, huge great pyramids in Antarctica. They jut out of the ice and snow and they look perfect, just like those in Egypt. But they dwarf those in Egypt, like the Great Pyramid. They're wrong and they're lying about the weapon used to change your economy, American economy, and the relationship between you and government. They're lying. They have no idea what they're talking about. And somehow, through a corrupt court system, we've allowed these political whores and pimps to use what you exhale, a benign substance, CO2, a principle, a fundamental, a building block in life itself as a pollutant. They are wrong. Their data corrupted. Their information one-sided. And they refuse to hear the argument. You almost have to admire it. I mean, after all, how else could you get to a point where we're allowing these imbeciles to tell us economic fact to rewrite definitions so they can steal the future and power through their own failure this isn't going to reduce inflation it's not intended to it's intended to put more and more americans into bankruptcy more and more on welfare because once you're there you're susceptible to anything just take a look at chicago white house officials come up here to say no 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 that's not what a recession is it's something else how is that not redefining recession because that's not the definition that is not the definition. Brian Deese said in 2008, of course, economists have a technical definition, which is of a recession, which is two consecutive quarters of negative growth. I can tell and you this. And yesterday he said mm -hmm. two, two negative quarters of GDP growth is not the technical definition of a recession. It is what not. Changed? It is not. Why did he say that it, it was? It is not. I can, I, can speak to, I can speak to you to what he said yesterday in front of all of you, which is the last thing that you just repeated. There are many factors, there are many factors, economic factors and indicators to consider. Uh, and I will say that uh, the textbook definition of recession is not, is not two negative quarters of GDP. Absolutely a lie. Just like everything that comes out of her mouth sideshow bob everything that comes out of her mouth is a lie and one faced with an absolute total fact just pivot and deny it
You're a science denier. Oh, but you are. See, we didn't even talk about the baby murder. Mike on the south side. Hey, uh, I'm, I'm glad I got through because you're nearing the end of your program. But I told your call screener, tell Sean that science fiction is real. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, you know what's amazing? I, I, I'm involved with uh, uh, Jerome Corsi, and we're doing weekly uh, a dissertation and dissection of his yeah, I love that guy. Okay, so what he did is amazing in the fact that this isn't about him. He went back and grabbed fact-based evidence for as long as we've been keeping records. And the real argument here is over fact versus fiction. All that they're spewing, all that they're promoting is fiction. It is an absolute and total fraud. It is a lie. And it's intended not because they want to help anything. They want to enrich themselves, but they want to impoverish society. Because a broke society is a complacent society, is an obedient society. It's like the sewers that they've already destroyed, California. And now all they got to do is give more free stuff away. And they keep winning, not to mention they steal the elections anyway. So, Mike, what do you think? We go over to Italy. We uh, buy a little compound. We name it at Capitalist Free America. What do you think? After all, uh, you a, know what? I'm all Italian, for that. Right? And, uh, America of his future. You know, I would... I, and, and, you know, I was a Republican. I'm about to help January 6th, and the only guy who had the cojones to do anything was Josh Hawley. Josh Hawley, yeah, he did. And you know what? We do have a handful, a few good politicians. I wonder if they're going to be able to withstand the absolute and total corruption of our government. That's what Joe Biden represents. That's what he's the face of. And for that, they got the perfect guy for the job, Michael. Thank you very much for the call. Truly appreciate it. So what is the way they're going to win? Obviously, failure is what they deliver. How are they really going to win? In the Reiner Report, California will soon become the first state to provide health care for all, regardless of immigration status. The news could become official tonight, and ABC 10's Morgan Reiner covers all things politics. She is live in the newsroom tonight to explain. Chris, about 700,000 undocumented immigrants will now be covered under this expansion, and I spoke with a few of them. Beatriz Hernandez normally loves celebrating her birthday. Oh, I don't want to hear about it. I don't even want to hear about it because they're going to be voting, too. That's the big get. It's the welfare against us. 312-642-5600. Lee, you'll be first when I get back. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Not to mention, they're awful freaky. These Democrats are freaky looking, aren't they? They're all very stupid and dressed in the wrong clothes. Quote, my blank is bigger than yours and the Italians. I have the biggest blank in Chicago. Uh, I'm sorry you don't. If you think you might commit sexual assault, always carry a whistle. When you find yourself about to commit sexual assault, blow the whistle until someone else stops you. Oh, my God. <laughs> There's a Democrat lawmaker. You have to love it. Tell you what, let's do colors that end in purple. They'd still get it wrong. Lee and Hammond. Hey, Sean. Hey, how about that Democratic lawmaker in Michigan? So, well, I drove my electric car to D.C. I passed all the uh, gas stations. That's, oh. that's Jennifer Granholm, who, by the way, is lying. Did you know this? 
Lee, to, to, if you were to yeah. plug it into your house, a Tesla or any yeah. one of these EVs, you know how long it takes you to charge it from zero to full? Oh, sure, it, yeah. 40 I hours. I think it was in California. You had to install like a 50-amp circuit just for that charging unit for your car. And that... You got to upgrade that, your service to like 200 amp. That takes 15 hours. Mm-hmm. Did, yeah. did you know that? That's why when you drive past the Chicago parking lots that give it for free, they're always plugged in. Those son of a guns sit yeah. there for hours and hours and hours. It's a, it's like having a huge cell phone. And then what are they going to do if it's cold or hot? Right. The battery, well, it's, it's like 50%. It's magic holes in the wall. You know, people think you plug these things in for five minutes and drive to Cleveland. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you what. It's going to be it's it's going to be something. The problem is we are constantly being dragged down by their stupidity and corruption. Yeah, well, it's, you know, it's like this thing of a recession. We're in a recession. We're not in recession. If you want to find out if we're in a recession, try to get some services on on your any kind of services. Have somebody come to your house and do something. Uh, call up. I, we get mail here like three times a week now. You know, I mailed in my taxes in February. I finally got hold of somebody at the IRS in May to find out what's going on, and they told me we're shorthanded. Don't plan on getting your money till Christmas. If if that's not a recession, I don't know what is. Here's the funny thing: you know, if you owe them talking. money, it's eighteen percent compounded. What when they owe you money? Do you get a percentage? Right. <laughs> yeah. I think I got. Tw- I finally got it back. Now I think I got twenty dollars extra. Lee, let me ask you a question because return. you're in you're in Indiana. I, I am yeah. sick to my stomach about this cop in Elwood. This kid was 26 years old, shot 30 times in the face. and, 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 and I mean, is, is it just the talk yeah. of Indiana? No, well, no, not, not actually. To tell you the truth, I, I talk to people out here, and a lot of people are saying they, 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 they're turned off by all this, uh, you know, all the uh, uh, what goes on on the conservative talk, talk radio and that kind of thing because. It's you know every day it's the same thing. If it's yeah, like, but you're, you're, the country is messed up, nothing changes. It never gets any better. It just it just gets worse. And if until people are change, actually burned out on this, that's so. why when I when I was interviewing the professor, until you get people on the, on television that can espouse the principles of Americanism, you're going to be dragged down by these scum. That's just what they do. Thank you very much, Lee. Appreciate you okay, listening Sean. very much. Thank you. And Honey Bunny cut a clip. To give you an indication of another benefit of democratic economics. In surveillance video provided by a neighbor, you can see two males approach Jude Peterson and his friends as they sell lemonade just before 5 Friday evening. The male in the dark hoodie, who has been described as a teenager, moves fast, displaying what looks to be a firearm, then quickly snatching the cash box, running off with $30. Nathan, Jude's father, said it was terrifying at first, but what really moved him is how his neighbors responded. People wanted to help in any way they could. Some folks bought a glass. There's a young entrepreneur starts a lemonade stand, and a young Democrat robs him. That's the problem. One guy wanted to work for the money. The other guy wanted to take it. It's that simple. One's a Republican, the worker, the Democrat, the thief. At least this one had courage to do it himself. He wasn't asking an 80-year-old dementia patient to do it like most of the Democrats or some cross-dressing freak. All right, I'll be back in 21 hours. Don't just have a great night. Have an American night. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. 
Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.